Let's pray. God, we thank you that you have called us, you have gathered us, that we are your people. So, Lord, we ask that you'd go on changing us in our thinking, in our feeling, in our way of being, that we might be the people that you call us to be, out of darkness into light. Holy Spirit, aliven us, enlighten us, we ask in Jesus' name. It was the shower of rain that brought us together. It had been a bright blue sky and it was hot when we had left the intensity and the crowded church compound where we'd been living to take a walk that Sunday afternoon. We were in Bukavu. It was 1994. Emma and I had come to Zaire to offer what skills we had to a fledgling growing church to work with those people that were teaching people, training for ministry and leadership. We were in Bukavu for several weeks to improve our Swahili. That's why we went there. Um, Unbeknown to us, along with Goma, Bukavu was to become the focus of the world's attention as the unfolding calamity in Rwanda sent thousands fleeing west over the border into what then was Zaire. So on that Sunday afternoon, we took a path that led up the hill from where the border crossing point was clearly visible. And there they were, the steady stream, the sad procession of people with everything they had fleeing. People of all shapes and sizes carrying pots on their heads, carrying battered suitcases, many of them with their heads down, holding firmly the children in their hands that they could take with them. There's a zigzag line as this group of people made its way into the center of town. We watched for a while and then began to descend the hill. And as we did descend, it was then that it started to rain. As it can do in that part of the world, it came from seemingly nowhere. We started out, it was blue sky, it was bright, it was warm. Suddenly, we looked up and there was dark clouds in the sky. Em and I looked at each other, we'd forgotten, we had no rain gear. By the time, very quickly, it started to rain heavily, and we made our way towards some spindly trees at the foot of the hill, and stood there for a moment thinking, what are we going to do? Pretty inadequate cover for such rain as this. Just as we were thinking about what we would do next, an umbrella appeared, was pushed into my midriff, an umbrella. I looked down, and my hand went out, and the person ran back under the tarpaulin where they were, back to maybe one or two refugee families who had noticed that we were in need of an umbrella and were unprepared for the rain. We saw these people who had noticed us, and they smiled at us. Noticing, caring, sharing, It said that those who have had to be cared for can be the best carers. Sometimes those who have been homeless are maybe the best homemakers. I would suggest to us today that 
that the best hosts are those who understand themselves as aliens and strangers. Hospitality is fast becoming a key issue in our society, in our world, and in our church here in Cranbourne. Noticing people, making room for people that are different to us, being generous in our welcome, but more than that, being committed in our care to people. Look at this quote that's recently been said. Early apologists for the Christian faith pointed to the way that Christians lived in the world with extraordinary hospitality while belonging to no society fully as proof as the truth of Christianity. With this new building, we have a great chance to be warm and generous hosts. In the way the building is used, we want people to feel included. We want to share what we have, not in a patronizing way, but so that people feel, as John was saying, that this is their space too. The church has been patronizing people sometimes for, in many ways for years. We need to share honestly and give away what we have. That is the good news of Jesus. So many people come through our doors. It's such a challenge to be not just welcoming, but committed and caring and sharing with the people that we see that come to us. Not just on Sunday mornings, but maybe at the cafe midweek. We're looking to get a care team together. We have a care team. We're looking to get a welcome team that deliberately notices new people. But we're aware that we are learning and need to learn how to care better for one another, how to be truly generous as hosts and hospitable and noticing, caring, sharing. However, today's passage in First Peter doesn't say so much about hosts, but about reminding us that we are aliens and strangers in the world. This letter of First Peter is one of the earliest New Testament documents written at a time of uncertainty for the Christian movement, a time of trial and suffering, when Christians were distrusted by the authorities, when Christians were seen as anti-establishment, a troublesome Jewish sect, a strange bunch who ate and drank the blood of its founder. It's a fascinating account First Peter, of how to live in a time of uncertainty and trial, a time to live under persecution. When I was a student and I read First Peter, I noticed you could split it into these three ways. Admit who God is, submit your will to him, and live your life, commit your life for him. Admit, submit, commit. Be strong and courageous, First Peter says. Don't be surprised if people treat you badly. Don't expect to fit right into the culture around you, for you don't belong here. You are aliens and strangers in this world. So we're saying two things this morning. Strange to juxtapose perhaps these two things, but I come back to the point that to be good hosts, we need to recognize that we are aliens and strangers in this world. Yes, let's be hospitable, be warm and generous as hosts, but remember that we are aliens and strangers in this world. And when we do use words such as hospitality and welcome and hosts, it is appropriate for us to look square on 
at our use of this new building because we can easily think that means relating hospitality to this building. I'd just like to take a moment this Sunday morning to point out some obvious things about how this building relates to us as a church and to our mission. It's been a privilege to be involved in this. I mean, so few of my colleagues get a chance to be involved um, with a new church building up. It's a historic thing. It's a fantastic thing. A hub for the community. A place of prayer, of celebration. However, I want to flag up to you, in the light of 1 Peter, five dangers there are with us having this building. First of all, those of us that have been here for a wee while, we've talked about this building project for quite a few years, and we might be tempted to think that having now our own building might be the end of the road rather than the beginning of a new chapter. In one way or another, we might just sort of sit back and think, ah, we've arrived. I'm feeling pretty knackered, actually. All this church stuff and this faith, whew, it's been pretty full on. So here we are. This building represents that we've finished. So easy to think like that. We've been in doctor's waiting room. We've been in the ark across the road. We've used other people's buildings. And forget that the New Testament church grew in using a variety of spaces. Rarely did it have its own premises. This building is wonderful, but it will not save Camborne. Only Jesus Christ does that. This building is a gift we've been given to share with all of Camborne. And God is at work all over the place. That's the first point. The second thing is, we could be tempted to hold our building too lightly. Maybe some of us found it arresting what John said about, or uh, uh, um, Vincent said about taking the roof off, off this building. It's so easy to get precious about stuff. Oh, but that's our church. You can't do that. Oh, that's the church. And the thing becomes more important than the people. We shine up the thing and it becomes more important than what we're about as a church. This building has a power. Things do that, don't they? As Christians, we recognize the stuff that we buy, the new car that we buy. Suddenly, it influences our relationships with other people. Or A new building. It, it has a power, an unspoken power. What is it saying to us? I was quite impressed. I don't know if you've heard anything from the Dean of Christ Church speaking about the disaster of the earthquake in New Zealand there. And his compassion and his clear-sightedness has been very impressive. They've, part of the cathedral's collapsed, but that's, he's hardly mentioned that. It's just, how are people? How can we care? God at act, at work, through the, the, the caring and loving that's been shown in the relief agencies and so on. Let us remain as focused on people in our place here in Camborne. Third thing I want to say is, it's a very practical thing, in speaking. People will now say, oh, I'm going to the church. Let us, as people of God, talk about the church meaning you and me, and not just the building. Again, let's not let the building dictate to us our understanding of the word church. We are the church. The building is a place where we gather and we worship God and share in the community. But just in our language, let's continue to make sure that we talk about ourselves as the church. Fourthly, also in our thinking. It's so tempting now we have such a great building to think that our main job is to bring people in through the front door. 
That's what we're now about. Because we, we so enjoy this building, and we do. And it's a good thing to bring people to church. And yet it's God is at work all over Camborne because God loves everyone in our community. It's maybe not what we're being called to do every moment to bring everything into this building. Number five, just to take that a bit further, in our planning, we're having conversations at the moment about things happening in our church all over the community. Which is right, because God loves Camborne. God doesn't just celebrate what happens inside a building, but God is at work in people's lives all over the place. And so I'm delighted to say that we're looking at how we can be church and not just go to church or telling people come to church, but we as a church want to go where people are at. Again, just how easy it is for our language to slip into what often is regarded as a failed model of a Sunday morning come to church. Is that what we're about? The building will, and at the moment our setup might indicate that. We need to be intentional and say, no, we want to be church. That means relational across the community. It means being good hosts on a Sunday and our points in the week when we use the building. But let us not be limited in our mission to seeing the building as central and everything about what we are as a church. So on this Membership Sunday, and I'm delighted that there are folks here who want to stand up and say, yes, I want to be part of this movement I don't just want to invite you to come and gather with us regularly on a Sunday morning in this building. I want to invite you to come and join us as we're a movement of God in this place for these people at this time. Let's hear God's call and listen and look and see what God is doing in Camborne, not just in this building. We want to be known as kingdom builders, not just church builders. Kingdom much wider thank God, and greater than our church. And God's invitation has never simply been come and receive, sit down, or come and serve. God's call to us is come and be changed, join with these people, come and be changed, and go on being changed. And that means the times of our services, the groups that we have, the shape of our building, whatever it is, we want to be led by God into new ways. And we feel... At the moment, we are looking at a whole lot of new ways of how to be church in this community. How can we be good news for people? And say, church, come along on a Sunday, but hey, there's a lot more to Christian discipleship than just that. How can we at this time of year, maybe as we head towards springtime and think of God's growing things, what is God growing in Camborne? How can we be part of what God is doing beyond this building. I want to finish by telling you a story of a traveler who makes his way through life. He'd seen a lot of life. Some things that were encouraging, some stuff that was bad. He passed through war and sickness. He passed through quarrels and rejections and separations. He'd gone through a land where it seemed that the more people possessed, the more warlike they became. The more they had to defend, the more nervous they became about those who threatened their property. Travelers, teenagers, the bigger the building, the less open they were to other people. 
longing for love, these people had surrounded themselves with walls of distrust and fear. But one morning on his journey, the traveler came to a man selling from a stall. And the stallholder said to the traveler, Hi, how are you doing? Can I help you? I don't know what language you said hello in, by the way. Can I help you? What would you like? Well, what do you have, said the traveler. Well, we have all things here. You have all the things that you long for here. Just tell me your heart's desire, said the stallkeeper to the traveler. Wow, said the traveler. Wow, that's fantastic. And his head, mind became filled with lots of things all rushing in at once. I, I, I want peace for my family, for my community, for the world. I want to make something good of my life. I want for those who struggle with life's pressures to be relieved of the burdens and to be healed. I want those that are lonely to have friends. I want to live in harmony with this planet. I want this world to be a place of justice and of joy. I, and at that point, the stallholder said, I'm sorry, I have to just interrupt you there. I should have explained, we don't supply the fruits here, but we do supply seeds. We recognize this morning that God has gathered us here in Camborne at this time to be his people. We come from different places, different backgrounds. Let's give thanks to the God for his calling and for his bringing of us together and look forward to all that God is doing and playing our part, not just so that our building gets bigger, but so that God's kingdom is advanced and our community is transformed by the power of God's Holy Spirit. We say this in the name of the Father who sent his Son to save the lost. In the name of Jesus who for us became a stranger that we might know something of the intimacy of God. In the power of the Holy Spirit who lavishes on us his grace and generosity and courage. Let's pray. God, we thank you for where you've taken us on our journey. We thank you for your generosity towards us individually and together as a church, for the privilege of of being here and seeing so much happen over these last ten years. But God, would you break our hearts so that we feel your heart as we look at our community around us and that we work out what it means to be good news. Help us to be generous hosts. Help us to recognize that we are strangers in this world. Holy Spirit, we ask for your strengthening with this. It's not an easy role, but you call us into this role. And with you all things are possible. Set before us something of your glory. And may thankfulness touch our hearts and our lips in all that we do and are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.